You are now listening to episode 217 of the Big Bang Buzzcast, recorded on July 19th, 2021. I'm Roxanne. I'm Nicole, and I know we're not getting on too many tangents today, but I discovered just now that I don't like the number 217 because unlike the number 29, that seems like it wouldn't be prime, but is, you would think 217 would be prime. But guess what? I'm about to blow your mind. It's divisible by 7 and 31. Interesting. Goddamn. I'm going to be stressed out this entire episode now just over that. Okay, close that tab. Blood pressure (laughs) returning to normal and we can move on. Did you like pull up a tab just to check if this was divisible or what? Yes. When you said 217, I was like, oh, it's prime. And then I'm like, oh, God, what if it isn't? (laughs) <laughs> and then I Googled, is 217 Prime? And Google just pops up a bold no at me. And then I searched farther down and it's like, oh, it's divisible by 7 and 31. And I'm like, oh, you're divisible by 7 and 31. <laughs> okay, anyway, back on topic. Anyway, so uh, we're going to be talking about the Griffin equivalency in this episode. And before we jump into that for news, uh, we do have to mention that. Uh, the flight attendant picked up some Emmy nominations, Kaylee's show. I watched the videos of them getting announced and how emotional Kaylee was getting, and I'm just like, yeah, that's right, look at you. Aww, I actually haven't watched those videos yet. I saw them, and I was like, I need to watch those. And they will enhance your Monday, so yeah. definitely do it when we're done. <laughs> Where did I have, like, a tab pulled up here that I was going to read off the nominations all... Outstanding Comedy Series, Supporting Actress Comedy Series, and Lead Actress Comedy Series. Yeah, I picked up those, and then there were some, like, I guess more technical ones. Outstanding Production Design, Outstanding Casting, Outstanding Directing, Outstanding Single Camera Picture Editing, Outstanding Original Main Title Theme, and Writing as well. What was the first one? Um, Outstanding Production Design. Yes. For a narrative needs contemporary to win. program. Need to win that. Have you finished it yet? No. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't can- like, uh, you know, I won't get into it again. Yeah. I feel like there's an episode that's going to be really hard for me to watch, and I've just been, like, really emotional lately in general, and I'll get to it. I'll get to it. It's okay. just, I need to be in a better headspace. Yeah, Kaylee got her first Emmy nom as an uh, uh, for the lead actress in the show. And then mm-hmm. there is also outstanding supporting actress for uh, Rosie Perez, who plays Megan mm-hmm. in the show. Mm-hmm. So, so good luck to all of them. That's very nice to see. Oh yeah, deserving. And then after that, now I think we're good to jump into our episode discussion: the Griffin equivalency. Yes. Which I I what was I going to say? When I look at it now, when I look at the title, I, it always gives, this is just dumb, but I always think of the Griffith Observatory, even though I know it's not called the Griffin Observatory. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I see this episode title, I'm like, oh yeah, that takes place. I'm like, no, it does not take place there. It has nothing to do with that place. <laughs> but that's where my brain goes. I know what Griffins are. Yeah. See, I see Griffin and I also know what they are, but my mind jumps to Gryffindor. Even though their mascot is not a griffin, it's a lion. So that's still where my mind goes. There's also the griffin, the ship. Um, I, it's spelled 
it's spelled G-R-I-F-F-O-N, I believe, the first um, white person commercial ship to ever sail the Great Lakes vanished, and despite super extensive searching, there has never been a conclusive wreck found that has been determined to be the Griffin. It's kind of like the holy grail of Great Lakes shipwrecks, mm-hmm. and um, even like as late as this most recent October. It's like the Jimmy Hoffa of because we've talked about how Michigan's obsessed with that too. Um, even as recently as last October, there were news articles being like, oh, these people think they found the Griffin. And I'm like, every single diver in Michigan has claimed to have found the Griffin at one point. <laughs> but there's um, there's like entire books about it. And um, Robert LaSalle, the explorer, um, was the person behind he did not he was not sailing on it but I don't remember if he owned it or if he just paid for it to be built or something like that but um it was a big deal and apologies if anyone can hear my cat um so I probably should think of that first but it's just when I think of Big Bang Theory I think of that area and the Griffith Observatory is obviously much closer to where Big Bang Theory takes place than where this ship sank so yeah I'm surprised your mind doesn't go to the ship first (laughs) Honestly, okay, so, like, even as recently as January of this year now, it's saying that it has been found. And basically, when you look at, then when you read the article, it's like, oh, it's, um, they they believe it, we're confident. But it's like, unless you find, like, that you can prove the wood is from that time and the type of nails that were used are from that time, like... It sank in, like, the 1600s, okay? Like, carbon dating, and it's like, okay, the but one ship that they most recently found says an age range within a few years or something like that, but there were also other ships that were made within a few years, and so it's like, I know that this one most recently, this was in January, I thought it was in October of last year, um... They're like, oh, this this is probably it. And it's like, yeah, well, like when my dad was little, there was another ship that they thought was definitely it to the point where they raised it and turned it into a museum and advertised it as the Griffin. Like my dad remembers going to this museum and being positive it was this ship. And now that ship is not even like most modern people who are looking into it are like, yeah, why did they think that that was it? It was, it was very obviously not. But then there are some people that still think it is. It's a whole thing. It's not relevant. Remember how we talked about how we were recording multiple episodes today so we could not go on tangents? We have not even set the cold open yet. All right. So cold open then. It's my fault. So yeah, you're going to guide us into the episode and then I'll stay on topic. Okay. So Leonard's passing out their food. Um, Penny accuses Raj of being creepy, which nothing new there. I do. And then he says creepy good or creepy bad. What? At yeah, what that point was my question. Ever, when has he ever gotten feedback from someone that was like, oh, that was creepy in a good way? Like, unless you're, like, throwing a Halloween party, like, hitting on someone is never creepy good. Yeah, first sign of my notes. Is there ever a good creepy? <laughs> Weigh in, everyone. Tweet yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we need a Twitter poll for this one, but just shoot us a tweet if you've got an um, insight there. Yeah, give us a time that that's worked for you. That's when something, like, whenever I have a dude come into my DMs on social media and is just being, like, really gross, like, I will literally, if I don't ignore him, I will respond and be like, just a question. 
has this ever worked for you? <laughs> and then one time, normally they ignore me or they call me a bitch or something. And then someone replied back, no, actually. <laughs> and that was the end of our interaction. But I just like how he was like, no, to be honest, I've been shooting my shot this way for a while and it just does not. Yeah. So as far as we're concerned, creepy is always bad. Uh, Sheldon shows up. I do like the, the, um, quick repetitives of, like, Penny telling Raj, sit over there, and then Sheldon to Penny, sit over there. Sit over there, yeah. (laughs) Um, and Sheldon with his baby wipes just stood out to me as, like, how that would be very normal in current times. Not necessarily baby wipes specifically, but, like, antiseptic or whatever you want to call them. Also, I feel like... It's weird. I think that they just wanted to go into this tangent about the blowers because I've never in my life, if someone's like sitting down to eat and is like, oh, do you want disinfectant? Do you want Do you want anything like that? I would never be like, oh, why, why do you have that? Like, I would just assume, okay, this is like their equivalent of washing their hands before they eat. Like, that's not something I would ever question. Yeah. And I feel like at this point, she's known Sheldon long enough that this is not shocking. No. So, my grandma used to carry, like, you, you know, like, the little plastic film canisters that, like, are obsolete now? Oh, Christ, yes. The so, black ones with the gray cap? Exactly. Yeah. So, she would <laughs> use, like, a little, like, hand wipe and then put it inside the film canister to keep it um, wet longer so she could reuse them later to get, like, the most use out of them. So, right. so I remember, like, going, like, Arby's was, like, a place we'd go to a lot. So we'd, like, go to Arby's, and she'd get out her little film canisters with the wipes and have us all clean our hands with them. And then put them back in the film canister? Yes. Oh, that's so gross. But I mean, I guess. <laughs> all right. So, Sheldon with the air blowers. <laughs> I've, so I've heard, like, the same thing about, like, the blowers not being sanitary, but I've never, like, known how much truth is into it. See, so, I never really took them as a san- as a more sanitary thing. I've took them as, like, trying to use less paper. See, that's what I think the point of them is. But then people were like, well, actually, it's then the sanitary issue comes up. But so I did a quick search this morning. So Mythbusters did an episode. And they found that basically it was like if... If you washed your hands and used soap, <laughs> then there was a very they, then it was like a negligible difference between the two. So if you're washing your hands properly, this shouldn't really make a difference or matter. But it said like if the people wash their hands using only water and then compared the two, then yeah, the paper towels removed less bacteria than the air blowers. So it's just like with COVID, if you do what you're supposed to do, it's fine. Yes. But if you're going to act like a dumbass, then it's a different story. Yeah. And it looks like there have been, like, a handful of, like, other studies. Like, are the some that went one way, some went the other way. Um, a Mayo Clinic study found no difference between the two, which maybe they were looking at soap, like Mythbusters also, which would make sense. Um, but, yeah, it seems like it's still up in the air, or at least not a huge difference if you're, again, doing it properly. Yeah, maybe the Mayo Clinic study is assuming that people wash their hands with soap. <laughs> yeah, I would hope people do. So then Raj comes in with his big exciting news, but then cuts himself off when he sees Penny. 
One of my sister's favorite lines, and I say this a lot in these earlier episodes, she didn't really watch much after like season three, because that's when like, I started going off to college and all that other stuff. But um, when Penny says she's going to leave and Leonard's like, oh, you don't have to. And she's like, no, between him not talking, him talking and him. Yeah. <laughs> and she just leaves like just her being like Sheldon's annoying. Raj can't communicate. And just Howard's existence. Yeah. I'm leaving. And like the just the like slightest pause between like and him with Howard. Yeah. Is, like <laughs> Perfect. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Raja's news is People Magazine is naming him one of their 30 under 30 to watch. Uh, Visionaries under 30 years of age to watch as they challenge the preconceptions of their fields. I'm I'm surprised that they included a, like, astrophysicist in this. But I guess they do have a bit of variety when he lists the other people. Yeah. Because they've got someone doing something about hunger in Indonesia a psychotherapist using dolphins to rehabilitate re- rehabilitate <laughs> rehabilitate prisoners. sorry rehabilitate prisoners and Elliot Page star of Juno so that is and a good I just want to I just want to real quick and I've ranted to you about this before he just glosses over the dude who's like ending world hunger well like hunger he in says, India but Indonesia, Indonesia but like that could be applied to like he specifies a psychotherapist so that's the job mm-hmm. who's using dolphins a specific animal for a specific purpose rehabilitate prisoners Elliot Page person by name star actor like that's the job of indie film and then name drops the film Juno but then before that it's Oh, like a guy who's doing something about <laughs> hunger in Indonesia. I'm like, that dude should win if it's a contest. I have no idea <laughs> if it's a contest. But like, I feel like overall, that is probably going to change the world more. Yeah, he does. I mean, I'm very vague on that one. I know like socially, Elliot Page is doing a lot, but it's like, this is 2008. Like at that point, the world hunger dude, like he's got the most upswing. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Anyway, um, so then we find out that Howard would screw dolphins, which is not surprising. Have you heard about the guy in the 70s who apparently had sexual relationships with dolphins? We don't have to get into that. It upsets me. And um, so Raj's thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Raj. um, Well, Howard asks if he gets credit for designing the telescope mounting camera. And Raj says no, because it doesn't fit with his narrative about a humble boy who came up from poverty. So already we're starting to get, like, the gist of, like, oh, Raj is going to be annoying about this whole situation. He is. Although he does, I understand the prejudice. Like, he does have privilege in terms of, like, wealth and, you know, all of that stuff. But, I mean, he comes to the U.S. He still is... An, an immigrant you know like there is some stuff that he's still gonna face but like Raj specifically is definitely playing this up and the fact that he thinks that leasing a Bentley as opposed to owning a Bentley makes that much of a difference for a humble origin story it's just like those stories now where they're like meet the 25 year old who paid <laughs> off her college debt and she's just like yeah I lived in my parents beach house and then I got an inheritance from my grandpa but I also worked a part-time job so if I can do it so can you yes and as we find out later in this series Raj's parents yes actually were very wealthy so exactly yeah and then sheldon 
right from the bat is giving Raj a hard time about, well, who picked you and why did you get picked? They probably, the people from people, probably Mm -hmm. think that space shit is interesting to people. Probably. And if you're going to talk about world hunger, anything with dolphins <laughs> gets people gets people going. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the most beloved actors in the 21st century, I would say. You, If you want to get a scientist in that, like a physicist, you kind of got to do the space guy. Yeah, and like space, like discovering like a, like a planet, basically, is also a lot more easier to understand than like whatever theoretical string theory stuff Sheldon's getting up to. So like if you also just want to go for like what's easy for people to understand to get their attention. And another thing is that People Magazine is a American United States magazine. The space race, like you know, we both live here. We know how nationalist this country is. We know how we will flex the fact that we were the first on the moon, even though we didn't put the first man in space, the first woman in space, the first satellite in space, any of that other shit. We were the first on the moon. We will flex that on the rest of the world until the end of time. So I could see People Magazine being like, yes, space, this is a very American thing, and then picking someone off of that, too. Yeah. So then the next day, move on to the next scene Mm -hmm. or another day. Um, so Sheldon is working on his, something with his neutrino. Howard and Leonard show up and they decide they're going to go apologize to Raj for, uh, not being very happy or exciting about how they reacted to his good news. So I do like when they show up when Sheldon's like, oh, like I found my missing neutrino and Howard's like, oh good, we can take it off the milk carton. (laughs) Which I feel like that's a little bit of a dated reference. I mean, I can't remember... I honestly can't remember if, like, I remember getting milk cartons at school, but I can't remember if there were kids on them or not. They were not because by 1990, they were not doing that anymore and you were not in school yet. Well, Um, then, they were not. And now, it's definitely a reference that I feel like that 18 to 49 and especially up demographic that Big Bang Theory did so well in would know. But I also don't know if, like, a person who was 26 years old at that point like let's see okay this was this was 2008 and i can't do math howard was born in 1982 so i could maybe see like at the very like first few years of his life his parents or his mom because i don't remember when his dad left being like oh if you do this you're gonna end up on a milk carton but like i also don't really know that like that would be something that like people were constantly referencing by the 2000, by 2008. Like the only reason I knew about a, the milk carton kids, which I was younger than them. So Howard, Howard would have grown up a little bit when it was there, but like there were a couple of books that featured it and stuff. I just, would that be like a reference that he would have just casually dropped? I feel like that was kind of aimed at an audience. I don't know. Like, I guess like I well, I remember like there were like the like the face on the milk carton books. I don't know if those are the specific ones you're referencing or not. Um, but that was like a series that I remember being aware of those, maybe even reading them in elementary school. But I also feel like that there were enough like other references in pop culture that like even though I was growing up in the '90s, like after that was no longer a thing, I was still very much aware that it like used to be a thing. But see, that was the '90s. Like if this was Friends, mm-hmm. I would get it. I'm like making that joke in 2008. I'm like, would a 26 year old in 2008 
I feel like at that point he's using the internet. Like he would say like, we'll take it off the message board or we'll take down the posters or something like that. Like, I don't think it was at the forefront of people's minds in 2008. I don't know. I feel like it's still kind of like a, even though it's not a, hasn't been a thing that it was like a universal enough reference that it didn't seem like dated to me. But I'm saying is Wood Howard, like if we're taking him as a real person and not as a script, Mm -hmm. I don't know that that's what Howard's like him being sarcastic about it. Yes. I just don't know if that's a specific reference that Howard would make. Penny, maybe. Because she's younger or just. No, not because she's younger, because I feel like she I don't even know how to explain this. I feel like Howard maybe would have made like a more like. Los Angeles specific reference or he would have made like or he maybe he would have said like oh we'll um we'll call off the amber alert or just something that like I don't know I I just feel like Howard and I'm probably reading too much into this but like when I heard him say it I'm like okay it definitely would have been weirder if Raj would have said it But I also, I don't know, I just feel like that's not something that Howard would have said. I feel like those are one of those moments where I'm like, it's obvious it's a script, I guess is what I'm trying to say. All right. And I just Googled the books you're talking about, and I definitely read those. I feel like there was one other thing, too. But I feel like there was a, um, I feel like I also read something where it was a boy that was the main character, but I definitely read this book, too. I feel like they also made the books until I get... TV series or movies or something. A film for television, according to Wikipedia. Yes. I did not watch that. I did read the book, though. All right. But moving on from that, Mm -hmm. they decide to go apologize um, to Raj. Um, Leonard gets Sheldon to agree by saying, like, well, what if this is the best he ever does? Which prompts Sheldon's line, I forget other people have limitations. And then we have Sheldon's smile. Howard's response, though, oh, crap, that's terrifying. <laughs> and then when he smiled without the teeth, I feel like that was worse. Yeah, like, I feel like it would have been better to do that to smile with teeth. Because, like, what was so bad about the first one is that, like, his lips were, like, doing, like, the weird, like, partially curved over the teeth. Thing. Okay, okay. I feel like what was so bad about the first one, <laughs> it was pretty bad. I just don't know how the teeth was what was making it bad. I think it was the eyes that really pulled that look together. <laughs> I mean, yeah, all around it was pretty bad there. So they invite Raj out to dinner as an apology. And Gable Hauser shows up. And Raj is his new star that he's taking credit for discovering. Raj is going to get a bigger office. Um, he gets to go to the president's dining room. Uh, and yeah. And then we find out later in the next scene, we find out he gets an assistant, which was probably arranged by Gable Hauser. So. And I also really loved when Gable Hauser's like, I discovered the star, you, you as the star, and Sheldon's like, you didn't discover him, you noticed he was there, just like he <laughs> did with his planetary body. And honestly, isn't that a lot of what, like, everyone's like, Columbus discovered America, and I'm like, Columbus got fucking lost. Mm-hmm. Okay, like, he was not looking, he did not know it was there, like, okay, just, I'm gonna go history corner a little bit, people already knew the earth wasn't flat. Okay, and it might just be outside of the it might just be outside of the US that people are aware that people knew that like our education system kind of sucks. I was taught growing up that that was how he learned that the earth was round. 
or he he thought that the earth was round and he was going to prove it by going that way. It was established. I will just leave it at that. But yeah, Columbus gets lost, shows up on this place, eventually figures out that it's not where he thought he was. Now, the fact that he didn't get multiple continents named after him, kind of cool. <laughs> but but Amerigo Vespucci was not much better of a person, so it's a mess. Yes. Very much so. Mm-hmm. I also like a little bit in this scene um, when uh, Gablehauser asks them what, like, the point of the university is. And then they're, like, little, like, huddle. And then they go, like, science, money. And then Howard's like, <laughs> told ya. And then Gablehauser, when he's like, oh, this is going to bring us money taller than Howard. And I'm like, well, that's not an accomplishment. Taller than Sheldon. <laughs> now we're talking. But yes. But I did like earlier in that when they're all like acknowledging Gablehauser and he's like, oh, Dr. Hofstadter, I didn't think just Mr. Walwitz. <laughs> like, Gablehauser trolls Howard and I love it. Yes, going hard. Like, he could have just said Walowitz, but he specified Mr. Yeah, like, doing the Mr. is definitely harsher than if it was just a Wallowitz. Or even like, the way that he said it. Like, it was Dr. Mr. Hofstadter. Dr. Mr. Wallowitz. <laughs> if you could have just been, like, Mr. Wallowitz, and, like, that might have been a little better. Tone is everything. Yeah. Yeah, he went hard. All right, so Cheesecake Factory? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is where we now find out Raj has got an assistant. Trevor, I believe, who he can't live without already. <laughs> And uh, Sheldon is very much like, have we met our obligations yet? Can we leave? Which I don't blame him. Right. And especially because then Raj is like, oh, speaking of untouchables, I got you guys invited (laughs) to a reception. I feel like a terrible person laughing at that. But just how casually Raj is being an ass is kind of funny to me. (laughs) Yeah, he just like goes for it. And then, okay, another thing, another line that my sister really likes is Sheldon's. There's a tribe in Papua New Guinea where when a hunter plots his success to the rest of the village, they kill him and drive away evil spirits with a drum made of his skin. Superstitious nonsense, of course, but one can see their point and then he just brings the smile back. Yeah. <laughs> like, whenever anybody in our family does something that my sister, deter- it's like a copy pasta here. Like, I will be like, proud of something I do and I'll talk about it for maybe a little bit too long and Kristen goes there's a tribe in Papua New Guinea and then she just stops because she knows that I know the rest of it also she doesn't have the she doesn't have it memorized anymore but like I definitely love that all right so then Penny comes up and finds out well that uh all of the guys are turning down Raj's invite to the reception so she says that she will go with him to be a supportive friend Oh, though I do have to say I liked Sheldon's, um, his response when they were all, like, giving their excuses. He's like, I can make it, but I won't. <laughs> yeah, he's so blunt. Yeah. And then Penny says, also, she says he's going to be in People magazine, and he didn't even have to knock up one of the Spears sisters, just using that as an opportunity to say free Britney, and we can move on with instead of going into that tangent. Yes. Um, and then I like when Penny leaves, she kind of chides them and then she leaves. And then Raj is like, I got a date with Penny. I can't believe it took you a whole year. (laughs) And I'm like, Raj, technically it took you longer. You guys met on the same fucking day. Like, 
And Leonard and Penny also did have the not a date, but basically a date that was like much, much sooner. So. Oh, yeah, that was like weeks into it. Yeah, so we can count that also. Oh, absolutely. We'll insert that gift for the Lonely Island saying still counts. <laughs> um, and then, so like all the guys leave, and then there's a little Charlie Sheen cameo. Which- I always get really depressed when I think about that. Yeah. <laughs> Just because, I mean, Charlie Sheen, you know. Honestly, the first time I watched this episode, I didn't know who he was. Oh. So so I was just like, okay, I'm guessing this is like some famous person, but I don't know. So I only knew who he was because, and this actually is related to something I'm going to talk about later. My mom had such a bad opinion of sitcoms. Like we had to watch Eight Simple Rules. If if it was on on a night that she was working and wouldn't be there, we could watch it. Otherwise, we couldn't because my mom thought that sitcoms, which is interesting because, like, I'm sure she watched, like, Leave it to Beaver and shit, which was not like this. But at least modern sitcoms. She thought it was all everybody's drinking all the time. Everybody's having sex. Nobody has any morals, blah, blah, blah. And... So I knew who Charlie Sheen was because if there was every single time, and I understand that that sounds like an exaggeration, but I genuinely think it was every single time there was a two and a half men commercial on TV. My mom would go on for probably 10 minutes about how disgusting that show was. Mm -hmm. So I knew I didn't know Charlie Sheen by name. I just knew I knew he was the guy from two and a half men And I knew that he was related to Emilio Estevez. And the only reason I knew who Emilio Estevez was, was because of Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Oh, Mighty Ducks. I need to rewatch those. I actually really love the second one. That girl goalie, Julie. Oh, she was, she was a legend. So is Goldberg though. Anyway, um, that was the only reason I knew he was the guy from Two and a Half Men. I remember when this was on, my mother was like begrudgingly letting us watch the show because we found the grasshopper experiment so funny. And then I'm pretty sure, I don't remember if this went to commercial or went to the next scene, but whatever it was, I definitely would have missed it because my mother was probably ranting about how much she hates Two and a Half. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like skimming through his like filmography and there's like nothing I've seen or like if like if it was something I saw, it was like just like in passing. So like, like I'd never seen and been like really aware of him as an actor prior to this. So, um... Now, I do when when I got older and like stuff was on in syndication, sometimes stuff would be on after something else. I actually do kind of like like the first season or the first couple seasons of Two and a Half Men. Not it still was offensive comedy. There's still a lot in it that I'm like, ooh, that aged badly. But when like Jake was a little, little kid and was not being like gross and crude himself and was just like reacting to the adults I laugh quite a bit. Like once he starts getting older, like I don't really care anymore. And it was never, it's never, it's never a show at its best. I would not buy a DVD or anything like that. But if something ended and two and a half men came on and we saw like little baby Jake, my dad and I would leave it on if there wasn't anything else to watch. Yeah. I've seen like very little of a show and it was only like if my dad happened to have it on and it's again, not something that he would watch. He just like might turn it on if there wasn't much else on. And from what I've seen, like I would agree that like little Jake had some funny stuff, but other than that, like I like it's not even something that I would put on as like, if there was nothing else, I'd find another option. 
But yeah. Well, you guys also have more TV options than we did. We had like CBS, NBC, sometimes Fox and ABC if we went in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was pretty much it. Um, but yeah, um, that was the only reason I knew Charlie Sheen anyway. Um, so then I like when Raj goes over to Penny. Okay, I loved his line about I'm resplendent like the noonday sun. Am I not? <laughs> like, I know he's drunk and I know he's obnoxious. But like, <laughs> his like big smile when he said that. I'm like, part of me is like, yes, buddy. Like, you get so depressed later on in the series. Like, I, I just like you feeling yourself for a second here. Like, it's all downhill from here. But this moment I like. <laughs> Yeah, and just like the uh just the wording of it is fantastic. Like stating it and then finishing it with am I not? Like I love that. <laughs> and I don't know, maybe this is like my boss when I w- worked in Kentucky, he was Indian and whenever he would describe himself, he would finish it with am I not. So now oh, I'm yeah? like, wait. Is that like a cuz like you know how like when we learn Spanish, we like people could say like um hey how's it going or um hey what's up or hey how are you but then like when we we learn spanish from english we're always learning como estas como estas so we're always saying how are you mm-hmm. whereas like native spanish speakers also have slang you know that we wouldn't be using so like part of me is like maybe learning english if you're saying a sentence like that maybe the direct translation ends with am i not yeah, versus, like, aren't I or something? Or it could just be, like, I could just be forgetting about all the times on Big Bang Theory where the white character said that, too. And I'm thinking, oh, Raj is Indian and my boss was Indian and also talked like that. But I did notice my boss phrased things like that all the time. Am I not? Are you not? And so now I'm wondering if it's, like, a second language thing. Because I know, like... When I started talking Spanish to when I started working at my ag job and I started talking Spanish to them, there were a couple times that they would laugh at me and they would be like, that is you are using the correct word. Like that is the vocabulary word, but nobody actually uses that word to describe this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So then they would tell me we call it this. Like, we know what you mean. It would be kind of like if I was always saying refrigerator and they were like, no, no, it's a fridge. Like, you don't have to say refrigerator every time. Yeah. So I'm just wondering if it's something like that. Yeah, it it definitely seems like it could be. All right. So Raj has a limo, which we might have missed because he never mentioned it. Um, (laughs) But um, I liked when Raj comes out or when Leonard comes out. It's like, you look very nice. And Raj and Penny are both like, thank you. (laughs) And they both look at each other like, uh, he meant me. Yeah. Okay, so whenever I hear um, the song, like, Pink's I'm Coming Out, I think of Raj singing this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember, like, when like when the karaoke with the True Colors, we talked about, like, whether or not we yes. thought of Raj's version first. This song, I think, I like, I hear it, and I was like, oh, yep, I hear Raj singing it right now. <laughs> I also... Okay, so when Raj says, like, oh, the limo's bigger than the house my grandfather grew up in, it has more food, too, I'm like... Is that part of his narrative or, like, was it his dad that created the wealth? Yeah, like, I was wondering, or, like, maybe one side of his family was, like, poor and then the other side was rich and, like, one parent married into the wealth. Well, India's a caste system. Oh, yeah. So, I don't, I feel like there would would have been more. 
And he probably, and I know that it's not just your, I know it's, I know it's, it's, there's more levels to it, but I don't know that he would be like, if, if one of his parents was much lower, I don't know if he would be as disparaging as he's been in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that his parents did marry for love, but I don't know that it would have been like a poverty and rich person situation just because of the way that it's set up over there. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Um, so Raj and Penny leave to head out to the party. Uh, Howard tries to help Leonard by like, hey, look at all these Croatian women just waiting for you. Anything for a green card dot com. I feel like, okay, I feel like immigration would track your internet history. And if you're like, yeah, I'm getting married. We're super in love. It's not sketchy. And they'd be like, why did you guys meet on anything for green card.com? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have a whole lot of like, well, I do know a lot about immigration stuff just because, um, um, I know that with like my coworkers and stuff, I know like a lot of the like nuance and like all the different hoops you have to jump through. Like when people are like, Oh, just come here legally. Like, I understand very basically where they're coming from, because if you are here legally, you also have more protections, more rights to an extent. But it is also so difficult to do so. And just knowing, like, even though all of my coworkers were documented um, because my former bosses would not have been able to survive if, you know, the government had come on them for, you know, having... Um, undocumented employees, you know, if they do like a raid or something like that, all of our employees had their paperwork. But because of that, you know, they also were like, okay, either are we working towards citizenship or are we just getting our work visas every year? You know, are we doing all of that? And like, I know to some extent the details of how complicated that is. And so I'm like, I, I don't know how easy it is, at least in the 21st century to you know how easy that would be i feel like that it would have to be more of like a black market or like a you know how like if you buy like a a dirty toy in the mail and it comes and it's got like a discreet label on it or something like i feel like this would be like um oh you know a uh, long distance relationship support group.com or something like that but it's actually like a front where you can have like a green card marriage but it would have to be like disguised as something else yeah the name would probably it'd be a little bit more subtle i mean it's 2008 maybe (laughs) but i mean i i know that like i mean the internet was around for a while in 2008 but i also don't know like how i feel like you could get away with a lot of stuff 10 years ago that you couldn't get away with now Mm -hmm. also just to say I, I went to anythingforgreencard.com just now, and it does forward to warnerbrothers.com, so another <laughs> URL that they snatched up. I bet you there's going to be a conspiracy theory one of these days where they're like, is Warner Brothers a front for green card marriages? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you've all seen the podcast where you're like, whoa, this person put in this website and it went to this. And I'm like, okay, obviously the domain expired and somebody else bought it. Like, this isn't necessarily connected to that. Yeah. Um, but you know that there could be something there. Um, so then they have their food, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I did think, so I thought it was kind of interesting how, like, both, like, Howard was, was, like, trying to, like, distract Leonard with, like, oh, look at these women online, and then Sheldon also jumps to that, like, were you distracted, basically, by thinking about Raj and Penny, when, like, just, like, based on the, like, oh, yeah, I'll go with you to the party, 
Like, it is was very much not at all, like, jumping to, like, oh, they're going to make it a romantic thing. But that's still where, like, what they assumed what that Leonard was upset about. Well, I will get to that later as well. <laughs> hmm? I said, I will get to that later as well. Like, okay. them all worrying about how she's going to have sex with Raj uh, and that maybe not making sense. We will continue to sit on that. <laughs> okay. Um, well, then we get into Sheldon with his story about the cat that died and then deciding that this was an opportunity for basically an upgrade in a pet. Yeah. <laughs> a griffin. And then uh, I liked when uh, Sheldon was like, you know, like half eagle, half lion, half lion. And then Leonard's like, and mythological. Like, just remember this too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sheldon wanted to breed a griffin. Um, but his parents wouldn't get him the uh, eagle eggs and lion semen. But his point with all of this was that if Cuther Polly was moving on, then they should just get a better friend group or a friend to add to their posse. And like Leonard's like, you want to breed a new friend? And Sheldon's like, that's one option, but who has the time? That is the only, like, problem is time. Yeah. Like, other than that, like, he would have been totally down for to continue down that uh, path there. But yeah, so then he was talking about um, basically, like, AI and robots. Um, and then it's like, well, if we can't do that, then, like, it wouldn't hurt to, like, meet new people. But then just looking at, like, the, the characteristics of who they would want, basically, Leonard's like, well, it's going to be Iron Man. Uh, so then Penny at Raj's apartment. They show up after the party. Raj is very drunk. Um, Penny tries to leave, but Raj is like, no, it's time to put on some R. Kelly and suck face, which Penny's like, uh, no. So here we will get to what I was sitting on for a second. Okay. Part, remember how I said my mom thought that, and this is also something I referenced last time, um, my mom thought that sitcoms were just people having sex with everybody and like it was all very cheap and all this other stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, she kind of had us believing that, too, because we were like young and impressionable. And that was kind of what she taught us sitcoms were, even though It's Simple Roles was not like that. And everyone there being worried that Penny was going to have sex with Raj, like everyone back at Leonard and Sheldon's apartment. It's like. To, to me and my mom, that's just, like, validating. Yeah, like, every single possible dynamic on a sitcom has slept together. Now, I don't mean this in a slut-shamey way, even though at the time in 2008, I did. Um, because I was not as good of a person as I am now. And I'm not saying I'm a great person. I'm saying I no longer care if people want to sleep with a lot of people. But I also know that it's unrealistic for most people to have just slept with every single person that they ever come into contact with. Well, I was very much assuming as soon as she agreed to go on the date with him, I'm like, okay, here's where she has sex with Raj. Like, that's just what I thought was going to happen. And when I said last week that the Griffin equivalency was the episode that made me really realize that I shipped Leonard and Penny is that like, I was really sad because I assumed that she was going to sleep with Raj. And I was like, well, if she dates Raj, she can't date Leonard. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, I kind of do want, I do want these two to get together. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I hadn't really shipped anything since Jag ended, and it, that had been like two and a half years prior. Yeah, I I can't remember specifically like my first time watching this episode, but like I really like I'm almost positive like I didn't suspect like anything would actually happen between Penny and Raj. 
But also, like, by the time I'd watched this, I had watched, like, most of the second season, so I knew, like, what was coming up ahead, so it wasn't something that I was like, oh, well, this is gonna happen, or this wouldn't happen to fit in because of that, so. Gotcha. Yeah, that would make sense. I was watching it, like, as it happens at that point. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so his parents call, um, the phone call does not go well, or the video call, which, if Raj, like, one of the first things he says is, like, I'm not drunk, so that's not, like, setting a great tone for the phone call. <laughs> and then why would you say that? And he's, like, just making conversation. <laughs> like, this reminds me of when a friend of mine went to college, and she was a couple years older than me, so she went to college, and she was going to swim in college, and she goes to, like, tour this swimming facility, and people were, like, coming up and talking to her, and this guy walks up, and he holds out his hand to sh- for her to shake, and he goes... Hi, I'm Lance. I'm the only gay person on this team. And she didn't really know what to say. So she shook his hand and she goes, hi, I'm Jackie. I'm straight. (laughs) (laughs) He told me later, she's like, that was the weirdest exchange ever. But she's like, I really didn't know. I was like, okay, does this, does this, does this pool just like, okay, state your name and sexual orientation? <laughs> like, is that what's going on here? Um, I think she did end up swimming for them. I know. I, I mean, I remember who she swam for. I just don't remember what team this exchange happened at. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so then even when Penny's like, oh, no, no, like nothing's happening, blah, blah, blah. Like I was still like, well, we know she's going to sleep with him because it's a sitcom. Like I was like fully convinced, like until she left (laughs) that they were going to sleep together. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, I had already stopped believing that like stereotype by the time we thought she actually slept with Raj. But man, was I thinking about this episode when that one aired? (laughs) I was just like, wow, am I actually right? (laughs) Just took a few more years. Yep. And then even then they didn't sleep together when it would have been, it would have been perfectly like, oh yeah, that, that scenario happens sometimes. Mm -hmm. So it's like, this show was very firm. Penny will never sleep with Raj. (laughs) But I was convinced here. I like was not thinking about that, like happening later, like at all while rewatching this episode. I think at a lot of the time, I kind of just forget about that in general, or maybe I just tried to block it out because it was like, (laughs) a, don't know such a weird thing when it happened and then i liked um how when he's like i'm not a child i won't be spoken to like one no if you excuse me i have to throw up (laughs) and then when went well so earlier when he had his dad had said to him raj i know you want to try the local cuisine but you don't want it for a steady diet and then he goes to throw up and the mom's like what's wrong with them and Penny's like maybe it's the local (laughs) cuisine i'm like i understand your joke and i appreciate that you're not ratting him out for being drunk But also, given the metaphor that the father was making, like, you may have sort of implied to them that you guys have slept together. (laughs) So (laughs) I don't really know where that's going. Um, But then I like when she leaves and yells at them. And then Dr. Cuther is just like, she's feisty. I like that. Yeah. Though I don't think his wife appreciated that comment. (laughs) No. (laughs) I really like throughout the series when... The dad says something and the mom is just glaring at him. (laughs) I'm like, I like her energy. Yeah. So then we have the tag. Raj goes and tries to apologize to Penny by leaving a note. Uh, But she interrupts that and says, like, no, if he says something, he he needs to say it. Um, And he manages to squeak out a little high-pitched sorry, which Penny accepts. And then they hug. 
Which then Leonard sees and has him worried again, so. And then we we have one more final smile from Sheldon. I do kind of like... I, I, I kind I love misunderstanding shit. Like, okay, if Three's Company had happened in the 21st century, I would have been all over that shit. I would have gifted. I would have made videos. Like, I love misunderstandings. And I think it's really funny how at the end of that, Leonard's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> especially when Penny, when, especially since they do think that Penny and Raj slept together later on. And Penny's like, yeah, we'll agree to, like, not talk about what actually happened in detail. Um, I feel like by then you would have had to know that they didn't sleep together the first time because then it wouldn't have been, like, such a thing. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if later on, like, there probably there might have been a funny scene where he made some casual comment about it to Penny. And she's like, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's set that record straight. <laughs> uh, well, I think that wraps up this episode then. This this isn't one of my like favorites for season two, but it's still like it's a solid episode. So it's one of those like you kind of have to like, you know, how when you're little and like internalized misogyny teaches you to either hate pink or hate dresses or hate this or that. And then you grow up and you kind of like unlearn that. And then you're like, okay, this is what my actual interests are. And the same thing with like compulsory femininity, like some women grow up wearing dresses and makeup because they feel that they're supposed to and then they decide that they don't. And some people grow up like hating those things and then decide that they like them. Like, you know, that whole concept. Mm -hmm. This was an episode that I kind of had to go back and allow myself to enjoy on some level because the first time I watched it, I wound up so stressed out about the possibility of Penny (laughs) sleeping with Raj that like for the longest time when I thought about it, the first thing that I thought about was like how sick to my stomach little 15 year old me was watching the second half of this episode. (laughs) So, you know, (laughs) I had to go back and I'll learn my feelings for this episode it's not my favorite either and I don't think it would be even if not for how I perceived it the first time but there's definitely some good stuff in it yeah for sure it's not an episode that I'm like if this comes on I'm turning it off (laughs) but the next episode up is one of my favorites so I'm excited to talk about that soon so I love this next one and then the one after that I also had to relearn to like, because even knowing Sheldon at that point, I was convinced he was going to sleep with the mama. <laughs> so, you know, I had to, and then again, you know, you flash forward multiple years and you're just like, what is happening right now? <laughs> but um, yeah, so that, that'll be another one, but we're, we're a little ways away from that. But yeah. that is also something that concerned me at the time. Okay, uh, so we're going to go ahead and wrap up this one. So if you guys have questions, comments, suggestions, you can email us at podcast at thebigbangbuzz.com or leave a comment on our website at thebigbangbuzz.com or tweet us at thebigbangbuzz with three Zs. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.